section fifteen of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain who stand for the gods there was a warm flush of anger on robert curtis's face as he ran down the steps of the old stuart mansion every one said of this young man that he possessed in a marked degree the high temper for which his family was noted and one looking at him that night would have said that this temper had been roused to the utmost this was not the first time robert curtis had ridden away from the stuarts in anger emily stuart was a high-strung girl independent and impatient of control and their disagreements had been many but they had never gone so far as this one and they had somehow always blown over this time the young lover had carried away in his pocket the ring with which they had plighted their troth and had gone away vowing never to darken those doors again and emily had been exasperatingly polite and cool though her eyes were flashing as she assured him how little she ever wanted to look upon his face again it may have been the strain of keeping this self-possession that made her break down so completely as soon as her lover was out of sight that she did break down is beyond dispute for when delia came in with a very much disordered waistband she found her mistress in tears with the quick sympathy and easy familiarity of a favourite servant she ran to her mistress exclaiming la miss emily what's the matter her miss emily waved her away silently and drying her eyes stood up dramatically delia she said mr curtis will not come here any more after to-day certain things have made it impossible i know that you and ike are interested in each other and i do not want the changed relations between mr curtis and me to make any difference to you and ike law miss emily said delia surreptitiously straightening her waistband i don't keer nothin bout ike he ain't nothin tall to me don't fib delia said emily impressively glad to goodness miss emily i ain't fibbin but even if ike was anything to me you know i want never spectin to go over to the curtis plantation exceptin wid you when you and mass bob that will do delia emily caught up her handkerchief and hurried from the room poe miss emily soliloquized delia she des naturally breakin her hot now but she ain't gwine let on ike indeed i ain't bothered about ike and then she added smiling softly that scamps des the same as a ba he mighty nigh ruined my ep on at the ways robert curtis was crossing the footbridge which separated the curtis and stuart farther fields before ike rode up abreast of him the bay mare was covered with dust and foam and a heavy scowl lay darkly on the young man's face finding his horse blown by her hard gallop the white man drew rein and they rode along more slowly but in silence not a word was spoken until they alighted and the master tossed the reins to his servant well he said bitterly when you go to the stewards again ike you will have to go alone then i won't go said ike promptly oh yes you will you are fool enough to be hanging around a woman's skirts too you'll go well you don't go i don't go well i don't go to the stewards any more that's one thing certain robert was very young then i don't go returned ike doggedly don't you reckon i got some family feelings the young man's quick anger was melting in its own heat and he laughed in spite of himself 
as he replied neither family feelings nor anything else count for much when there's a woman in the case now i des wonder said ike as he led the horses away and turned them over to a stable-boy i des wonder how long this yah thing's goin on de last time they fell up for eva hit was four whole days before he give in i reckon this time it might run to be a week he might have gone on deluding himself thus if he had not suddenly awakened to the fact that more than the week he had set as the limit of the estrangement had passed and he had not yet been commanded to saddle a horse and ride over to the stewart's with the note that invariably brought reconciliation and happiness he felt disturbed in his mind and his trouble visibly increased when on the next day which was sunday quinn who was his rival in everything dressed himself with more than ordinary care and took his way toward the stewart's what's de matter wid you ike asked one of the house boys next day you goin to let quinn cut you out he was over to stewart's yesterday and he say he had a tayin down time wid miss dealey oh i don't reckon anybody's goin to cut me out better not be so show said the boy better look out this was too much for ike he had been wavering now his determination gave way yet he tried to delude himself it's a shame he said i des no mass bob is breckin his hot to give back to miss emily and hit do seem like something oughta be done to gin him a chance it it needed only the visit from his master that afternoon to decide him he was out on the back veranda cleaning shoes when his master came and stood in front of him flicking his boots with his riding whip ah ike you haven't been over to mr stewart's lately no sah course not i ain't been over well i don't believe i'd do that ike don't let my affair keep you away you go on and see her you don't know she might be sick or something and want to see you here's fifty cents take her something nice and with the very erroneous idea that he had fooled both ike and himself robert curtis went down the steps whistling what did i tell you said ike addressing the shoe which sat upon his hand and he began to hurry dealey was sitting on the doorstep of her mother's cabin as ike came up she pretended not to see him but she was dressed as if she expected his coming howdy dealey how are you this evening said ike law mr ike said dealey affecting to be startled i come mighty nigh not seeing you won't you walk in no i dis take a sit on de doorstep yah longside you she tossed her head but made room for him on the step ain't seen you for several days you wasn't blind nor lame no but you know answered ike rather doggedly i don't know nothing dealey returned i wasn't spected to come alone was you skeered did you want me to come alone dealey did not deign to answer i wonder how long this is goin on pursued ike i'm gettin mighty tired of it there ain't no tellin miss emily she mighty high strung well it's a shame for them two loves one another and they ought to be brought together cause they ought but how anybody goin to do it you and me could try if you was willin i'd do anything for my miss emily and i'd do anything for mass bob come and let's walk down by de big gate and talk about it dealey rose and together they walked down by the big gate where they stood in long and earnest conversation maybe it was all about their master's and mistress's love affair but a soft breeze was blowing and the moon was shining in the way which tempts young people to consider their own hearts however much they may be interested in the hearts of others it was some such interest which ostensibly prompted robert curtis to sit up for ike that night ike came into the yard whistling his master was sitting on the porch ike you are happy you must have had a good time instantly ike's whistle was cut short and the late moonlight shone upon a very lugubrious countenance as he answered sometimes people whistles to drown day sorrows 
why what sorrows have you got wasn't dealy in a pleasant mood dealy's mighty sturbed bout her miss emily about her miss emily exclaimed the young master in sudden excitement what's the matter with miss emily oh dealy says she just seems to be a pinin bout somethin she don't eat and she don't sleep poor lit began curtis then he checked himself hum he said well good-night ike when ike had gone in his master went to his room and paced the floor for a long while then he went out again and walked up and down the lawn maybe i'm not treating her just right he murmured poor little thing but and he clenched his fist and kept up his walking ike was here to-night said miss emily to dealy as the maid was brushing her hair that night yes am he was here yes i saw him come up the walk early and i didn't call you because i knew you'd want to talk to him she sighed yes am he wanted to talk mighty bad he feelin mighty stirred bout his mass bob the long brown braid was quickly snatched out of her hand as her young mistress whirled swiftly round what's the matter with his master oh ike say he des seem to pine he don't seem to eat and he don't sleep miss emily had a sudden fit of dreaming from which she awoke to say that'll do dealy i won't need you any more to-night then she put out her light and leaned out of her window looking with misty eyes at the stars and something she saw up there in the bright heavens made her smile and sigh again it was on the morrow that dealy told her mistress about some wonderful wild flowers that were growing in the west woods in a certain nook and dealy was so much in earnest about it that her mistress finally consented to follow her thither strange to say that same morning ike accosted his young master with look here mass bob the birds is surely thick over yonder in that stretch of beech woods i've polished up the guns for you ef you want to take a shot well i don't mind ike we'll go for a while it was in this way quite by accident of course one looking for strange flowers and the other for birds that emily and robert with their faithful attendants set out for the same stretch of woods miss emily was quite despairing of ever finding the wonderful flowers and ike was just protesting that he himself had seen them birds when all of a sudden dealy exclaimed well la ef there ain't mass curtis miss emily turned pale and red by turns as robert blushing like a girl approached her hat in hand miss emily mr curtis then they both turned to look for their attendants ike and dealy were walking up a side path together they both broke into a laugh that would not be checked it would be a shame to disturb them robert went on when he could control himself emily i've been a oh robert let us take the good that the gods provide and they said emily looking after the blacks stand for the gods End of section fifteen